28 to 12 on 5AA, State of Our State, a new segment here on 5AA Mornings. You might have heard it with Jade in the afternoons uh, last year, but we will have a look at South Australia and where we're at in different uh, parts of the state, different elements of it. We're talking about the River Murray flood recovery today and, and the waste management that uh, is a part of that process as well. The Community Recovery Coordinator is uh, Alex Zimmerman and he is with me this morning. Good morning, Alex. Hi, Matthew. How are you? All right, thank you. And also Professor Ian Overton, who is CEO of Green Industries SAE. And good morning to you too. Good morning. So, all right, where are we at? The peak has passed. I might start with you, Alex. So the peak has gone by now. It's in the lower lakes and heading out, which is pretty good. Uh, what's next? What do you want people to do at this point? Uh, look, at the moment, uh, we're certainly encouraging uh, people to uh, register uh, for a uh, an assessment of the damage uh, and the removal of the flood debris, which uh, Ian will speak mm. to shortly, I know. But um, because, unfortunately, uh, we still have a little while to wait until we can gain access to the premises that have been damaged. Right. And uh, also that's uh, primarily uh, also further delayed because of the uh, inundated roads leading to those. Yeah. And we've got to make sure that they are safe to traverse Okay, so as your role as uh, the recovery coordinator, what are you what are you basically tasked to do? Uh, just help people get on their feet, essentially. Look, uh, my role as the recovery coordinator is uh, to do, as it says, to coordinate the recovery program. And uh, as people would understand, there are many, many agencies, both government and non-government agencies involved. Local council, uh, right uh, along the length of the River Murray, have played a really important part in uh, protecting as best they could their communities. And so they'll form part of the recovery program. As well, we'll have uh, particular areas uh, be represented on that um, on that committee uh, from a perspective of those uh, people within those communities. Mm. And, and I'm looking at shack communities. We know that there are more than two and a half thousand shacks in various communities. So we want to make sure that everybody's represented. There's a voice for everyone. Yeah. And so, uh, as I say, uh, you can see that it. It can be a very complex situation when you try to coordinate all of the resources to ensure that you get the efficiencies that are required, especially when you're looking at the scale of the recovery that's in front of us. All right. Ian, let me ask you a couple of things. So you're at the moment with Green Waste, you're asking people to, to register um, for the cleanup, essentially. What what does that involve? What do people need to know? How can they use your services? Yes, yeah, certainly the first step is to register, and that's the 1-800-302-787 number. Once people have registered, we will get back to them um, and just really need to wait. Uh, as Alex said, we've, we've still got water out there. We've still got roads being damaged. People really need to wait. There's a lot of hazards in these homes. The homes have asbestos. They have mould, probably. They've mm. been sitting in water now for months. Mm. So really it's quite dangerous for them to enter back into that property if there's been water into the property. So we're asking people to just be patient. Uh, we will get to them. Uh, we will contact them. The next stage is then to co- for our crews to go out there and do a structural assessment to right. see if there's any damage to the buildings. Uh, and then we would make safe. So okay. we'd remove asbestos, remove mould, um, and make sure it's safe for those people to go back into their homes to start their clean-out. So the first 
people that should go into the home should be your teams essentially that's what i'm hearing yes absolutely yeah. if, if if there's any if there's been water inside the buildings uh then there are hazards and we're asking people to wait all right uh have either of you tackled anything like this before i mean it's such a, a big project isn't it at this point now it is huge. I mean, we, we had Alex and I both worked on the bushfires back in 2019, 2020, okay. which was devastating. Yeah. I mean, we had 540 homes uh, burnt that we had to clean out. So, mm. you know, that was devastating for people. We're seeing at the moment likely around 4,000 properties right. in this event. So, you know, potentially eight times larger yeah. uh, over a much larger area as well. And also quite some challenges with this because it's not sort of all destroyed homes. Mm. It's people's property has been water affected. So your couches, your furniture, your hmm. photo albums have, uh, are wet, yeah. um, have been flood affected. So it, it's a, a little bit different to the bushfires mm. and, and a lot larger. Yeah, indeed it is. Alex, um, the situation with recovery efforts to date, uh, where's that at? Well, uh, Matthew, the government brought me on uh, very early in the piece uh, from a recovery perspective. So for the last um, almost six to seven weeks, I've been moving around all the communities, understanding uh, the uh, dynamics within those communities and also seeing, as uh, Ian alluded to, there are many, many properties, many thousands of properties and they have been impacted to varying degrees. So we're starting to understand and to uh, be able to plan for the priority, prioritising the recovery program. And that's really important, especially as I say, uh, you know, you have uh, more than 800 kilometres of river mm. and uh, you need to uh, resource it appropriately and to be able to put the, the, the resources that you have into the right areas at the right time. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I've been doing, and uh, today is actually the first meeting of the recovery committee. We're still in the, the official response phase, we okay. call it. Right. That's that uh, emergency management parlance. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're meeting as a committee uh, to discuss uh, all of the situation as we see it, and from here on we'll have regular meetings to update and coordinate the recovery efforts. All right, so a fair bit of work to go. Has the peak actually made it out to the Great Southern Ocean? at the moment is it out past the murray mouth or are we still is it still in the the system somewhere yeah it's uh look as far as i'm i'm seeing the mm. the peak has moved down to the right. lower lakes yep. uh and i think that we are seeing now uh the uh, levels of the water recede mm. and uh, go down yeah uh all over the place but it different uh, uh, degrees and which is a problem and very perplexing for premises owners as Ian suggested uh, you know these are still uh, dangerous areas to venture into mm. and you can understand that homeowners are really wanting to get in there yeah. and uh, start the cleanup but it's so important that they register for the uh, debris cleanup and the assessment mm. which is going to be a critical element of it yeah indeed Ian the um waste now people would look at their property and think well there's not much there it's four walls whatever it is a shack you know i don't have a lot of waste what what are you considering as waste pretty much everything is okay. is uh waste i mean we're calling it flood affected material because these are mm. people's possessions you know that's not waste it's it's their homes mm. their contents so it could so, be the sofa for instance yeah, or whatever it could be the sofa yeah. the fridge um mm. the materials lining the walls mm. um as i said it could be asbestos yeah. it could be mold on those so you know 
some of those are hazardous. Um, but even things like couches, uh, mattresses have been sitting now in mm. water um, for a very long time, and that's hazardous in its own right. So, yeah, lots of precautions need to be taken when we're cleaning this out. Who's eligible for this? Everyone. Every, okay. Everyone, if you've got a property, uh, it's eligible, whether you're insured or not. Um, we really want to make sure that this is done properly, safely, uh, and utilising you know, the money in the, in the wisest possible way. Yeah. So we, we want to do that original assessment. Uh, if you are insured, once we've done our assessment, then we may hand over to the insurance company to deal with. Um, otherwise, if you're not insured, we will do uh, the waste, you know, waste clean-out for you. Yeah, I don't know if this falls under your remit, but there'd be a lot of waste in the river that's just flowing by. I mean, we've heard reports of barbecues and gas bottles and all sorts of things. Are you concerned with what's in the river as well at the moment? Absolutely. Yeah. We'll be doing that. We're, I mean, we may be doing that through a barge uh, mm. rather than the banks because the banks are quite unstable at the okay. moment given that the water levels drop sure. so quickly. Yeah. Uh, so we will get to that waste in river. If people identify that, let us know. But, you know, we'll be doing a clean-up of the whole river too. All right. Well, if you have any questions for the gentlemen who are in the studio, Community Recovery Coordinator Alex Zimmerman and Professor Ian Overton, Chief Exec of Green Industries SA, if you're affected by it, maybe you live in Renmark, Berry, Barmara, have a shack along the river somewhere, love to hear from you on 8223 0000. Put your question directly to them. Alex, uh, the properties affected so far, what do we know about them to date? Well, I, th I think everybody in South Australia has probably seen vision, mm. uh, whether it be through the media or uh, on social uh, media sites, about the uh, incredible sight that we're seeing homes uh, that were uh, on the river bank. Yeah. It's now difficult to know um, where the river was mm. uh, from some of the images, and you can see the level of inundation has been, in some cases, absolutely complete. Yeah. So, a as I said to you, uh, right along the river, there's been varying uh, degrees of inundation, um, and uh, I think that this further reinforces the uh, the uh, positive uh, initiative of uh, Green Industries, Ian's crew, in relation to uh, having a consistent approach to everything uh, rather than doing it piecemeal. I think that's really what's needed and uh, it's great to see that the, both the federal and state governments supported that. Mm, indeed. All right. We will take a quick break at uh, 17 to 12. My number again, 822 You can email as well on air at 5AA.com.au or send me a text 0448 08 Of all the trillions of atoms in the universe... How special it is to think that the atoms of comets, volcanoes, brontosauruses and Shakespeare live on in you, me, chainsaws, pizza ovens, decorative garden meerkats. The middle aisle of Aldi Special Pies is special you can buy every Wednesday and Saturday at Aldi. Good. Different. When shopping around for hearing aids, the main sound you'll hear is... But not at Specsavers, where you don't have to pay top dollar for top-of-the-range hearing aids. Just book a free 15-minute hearing check at specsavers.com.au forward slash hearing. Then maybe you could use those savings to hear something more pleasant like... Should have gone to Specsavers. 
Conditions apply. Get back to work deals on power tools at Bunnings Trade. Like a Dewalt 18 volt 4 amp grinder kit, just $199. Or the AEG 18 volt 4 piece fusion combo kit with 4 and 6 amp batteries, only $899. Bunnings Trade. Helping business is our trade. Go on, Nana. Do it. No, 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 no. it. Get back to doing what you love with a mobility aid from Respirico Scooter World. Whether it's the best seat in the house or a little something to help you balance, Respirico Scooter World can help make your world more accessible. Visit Respirico Scooter World or request a mobile visit for all your sleep, respiratory and mobility needs. Search Respirico Scooter World today. Hi, Bronte Manual from Toop and Toop. 2023 has arrived and Team Toop are already out of the blocks, bringing to the market some amazing properties this January. We already have a number of auctions scheduled for this month. So whilst most real estate agencies have shut down over all of January, Team 2 is ready to go. To view all of our inspection times, simply visit open.toop.com.au. We look forward to seeing you at an inspection soon. Or if you're thinking of selling your property, visit toop.com.au. Sit down to the best schnitty in town and have the chance to win a Phil Hoffman $5,000 travel voucher. Yes, please. If you're hungry for a little getaway, head to the Birkenhead Tavern, the Albion, the Excelsior, the Lighthouse or the Sundowner in Wyala. Order a schnitty and go in the draw to win a $5,000 travel voucher. Order a Han Super Dry with it and receive an extra entry. Order, eat, win. You just know. It's a Barreau Hotel. Some T's and C's apply. Don't suffer in the heat. Relax and stay cool. Give Ken a call. Get your evaporative air conditioner ready. Have it serviced now to run efficiently. Save on power and water bills this summer. And relax. We're here to help. Ken Hall Plumbers. 8364-5855. Matthew Pantelis on 5AA Mornings. State of our state is uh, what we're doing on Mondays at this time. And in the studio with me, Alex Zimmerman, Community Recovery Coordinator. And uh, Professor Ian Overton, CEO Green Industries SA. We're talking about the recovery efforts from the flooding along the uh, the River Murray, of course. The uh, the peak having passed now into the lower lakes and, and maybe even beyond. A lot of water pouring out of the, uh, the mouth of the Murray, that's for sure. Ian, uh, you mentioned earlier you were working with Alex on the recovery from the bushfires I've, I've read in fact the minister's comments saying this has been the, the worst disaster in our state's history the, the flooding is, is that right it's more than 56 for instance yeah I mean it's been recognised as the worst disaster certainly in recent times the 1956 flood was larger uh, and higher elevations of yeah. the water but less people were, right. were, were living on the river at that time okay. and certainly the amount of funding that the Commonwealth and state governments have put to this uh, mm. exceeds anything that we've seen in the state before alright so it is it's pretty pretty big so the size of this clean up it's got to be a long process isn't it we're going to be talking about this for mm. the next 12 months yeah, it's going to be a long process, unfortunately. We would love to get in there and do it very quickly, but as we've been talking about, there's hazards there uh, that we need to make sure people are mm. safe before we get yeah. in there. Uh, and then as people come back to their properties, they won't be ready. I mean, not everybody's ready to clean up straight yeah. away. So they'll get back to their properties. They'll do that, you know, original assessment. Mm. We'll organise for, for our teams to go in there and do the proper structural assessment and then organise that clean up. We do really want to get in there sort of quickly, though, around sandbags. We, okay. we know that 
that sandbags have been well, the sort of the last thing to put on um, people's properties then just before the flood is hit. So we're hoping to do a sandbag muster and, and collect those back right. up and then use that sand back into the road building. Okay. So where we can, we try yeah. and do circular economy in the state. So, yeah. you know, any demolitions that we do, we'll be looking at re- uh, recovering the metal, the, the hmm. wood, etc., yeah. uh, and recycling that as much as possible. All right. Do you work with people in their insurance companies? In this regard at all? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, what we noticed, Alex and I, in the bushfires is that the insurance companies came to the party uh, and the state government cleaned yeah. up the properties, but the insurance companies gave that money to the homeowners yeah. to, for extra amount of money to rebuild. Yeah. And yeah. we're hoping that that's the situation in this case. Alex, I imagine there'd be roadblocks on the way in, in getting everything done, you know, whether it's um, electricity connections or, you know, whatever else it is, just the cleanup in general. You must be facing a whole heap of challenges. Yeah, uh, Matthew, and we've already spoken about two of the major ones. Firstly, it's the, um, the water receding sufficiently mm. so that we can see the damage. Uh, and that includes the access. The access is absolutely critical uh, for Ian's team uh, so that people can get in uh, and make those assessments and people can travel on some of the uh, tracks that lead to what we commonly call shack areas. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they're usually in a fairly ordinary state of repair in normal circumstances, mm. let alone when they've been underwater for probably two months yeah. or three months. And, of course, we're uh, not sure about the safety on those. So these are significant issues which will take time because, you know, roads need to dry out and then we uh, need to work with agencies to make them safe. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, we've always got the spectre of winter uh, because, you know, we're talking months. Yeah. Uh, before we can get in and, and, and make a tangible change in a lot of these places. Um, and uh, so we have uh, nature uh, to overcome, uh, but as well we have the tyranny of distance. Some of these uh, shack communities are located a long way away from where, uh, you know, you'd expect uh, volunteer groups to be yes. able to work from. So we're looking at the uh, logistics and how we can resource some of these communities uh, with the help that they might need. All right. So on on the volunteer side of it, if people in Adelaide want to help out, can they? Yes. Well, they can certainly uh, uh, put in an expression of interest, uh, and that's on the Volunteering SA Northern Territory site. So if they just go to Volunteering SA, it will come up. Volunteering SANT. Yep. And on the left, I think there, there's a little uh, menu bar. You can click on that and it takes you to a register for flood assistance. And uh, it, it's in the, in the guise of an expression of interest because, as I say, there are many unknowns. We're not too sure when we're going to be able to have access to these areas. Mm. And so it's... Uh, uh, it's not like a normal call for volunteers where we know and we can send them straight to an area, etc. It's just about uh, getting that expression of interest, understanding, and then getting organisations to coordinate that effort. Yeah. And that's really important because we are sending them into an area that may have hazards mm. and we have to be very mindful and tuned to risks. Yeah, indeed. So uh, we're working with Volunteering SA at the moment. There's a lot of... Uh Snakes, for instance, looking for new homes I see on social media in the Riverland. And I think some of them, unfortunately, have already found a yeah. new home. Yeah. could be in the ceiling of uh, the wow. ceiling space of a shack that wasn't yeah. totally inundated yeah. and yeah. they're taking up residence there. So they, people have to be careful. Indeed. Um, Ian, the assessment, when, when you come in, you, your team goes into the property, has a look around, makes it, does it cost? 
the owner to no, do that? No, it doesn't, doesn't cost the owner anything. That team will be a structural engineer. It'll be a hygienist to te- test for mould uh-huh. uh, and also a waste expert to look for asbestos, et cetera. And the removal of those items, if they find asbestos or, you know, the fridge or whatever it might be? Still at our cost. Okay. Uh, government cost, yeah. Right. So really it's a free service. At the yeah, end we of the just day. really want people to register yep. so that once they have a client ID, uh, mm. then we can put them in the system. So whether we pick up their waste or they put it on the curbside or we deliver skip bin oh, yeah. or they take okay. it to the local transfer station. Fantastic. All of that is free yeah. uh, but we need them to register. So you're setting up your own transfer stations? Now we'll be using the local government's right. transfer stations up there but okay. we are wavering the waste levy fee okay. and also the gate fees. That's very good. So if, uh, what, what would you encourage people affected by the flood to do? Essentially register I, I take it. Register first yeah. uh, if it is safe to enter your property and as Alex was saying you know, probably access is, you know, there's still 1,100 kilometres of road that are inundated Uh, and so you know as it unfolds we can't get to properties to assess we're looking at them from the air of Mm. course but if a homeowner can get to their property and the water hasn't got into their building then they could start the cleanup they could start around their property they could start to clean Mm. up that's fine Um, but if water has entered the property that's where we're asking them to just hold off let let our crew get in there all right, have a look first, which is very important, clearly, for a whole range of uh, issues, as you have explained. So, have, has Alex, I don't know, is it the Bureau or somebody giving you an indication of how long before some of those roads, that thousand-odd kilometres of road, will be accessible? I mean, how long will it take the water to recede? That's a really good question. <laughs> look, uh, it, it's absolutely speculative because it's so dependent on the location, the topography right. uh, of the environs uh, and also the topography of the river as to how far it will go down in those locations. Um, and uh, it, we're, we're uh, monitoring it constantly. Mm. We're on a, a whole heap of uh, working parties and groups with uh, Department of Transport, all the councils who are continually monitoring their roads. Uh, I spoke to Manham, uh, sorry, uh, Mid-Murray today, uh, just out of Manham, and they're in the process of cleaning up the Pernong Road today from okay. uh, the mud deposits and uh, other debris mm. that's been left because that road is now, uh, has been revealed. So uh, it's a moving feast. And uh, as I say, that adds uh, this uh, incredible overlay of complexity to this whole recovery program. And I must say that uh, the uh, services being offered uh, by Ian's team, Green Industries, is just amazing Mm. because, uh, you know, I'd challenge whether anywhere else in Australia we're getting such uh, buy-in from government to assist everybody impacted. And, And this is such a critical element because, you know, when you're confronted by all of the damage and the waste Mm. and uh, you are in a remote community the biggest challenge is what do i do with all this stuff and ian's team is providing the answer so uh, before i go back to ian if if there are any shack owners listening family friends what do they need to know just in the immediate future uh right the 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 important thing is and i just distributed an email yesterday uh to shack owner communities uh, all that we have uh, contact details for Uh, to assure them that their voice uh, will be heard by the recovery committee, uh, providing my contact details as a uh, direct point of contact if they have uh, any concerns or issues. And that's really important as part of recovery because you don't want to be caught up where you just ring a 
a phone number or mm. an agency and you never know what's going to happen. So I've given them my details. But certainly uh, shack owners, uh, as I've always encouraged, if they're insured, is to have that early conversation with their insurer to uh, identify that it's likely that they'll be putting in a claim. Yeah. To take as many photographs as they can once they can safely gain access. But again, it's so critically important that uh, they register on that uh, recovery helpline, the one eight hundred three zero two seven eight seven number. Yep to register for the cleanup because uh, that's what we really need to ensure that we're going to be able to put our resources in the right place. Absolutely. And, and Ian, just to finish up, uh, Alex mentioned the buy-in from government. Have you had the buy-in yet from shack owners wanting to register and do everything right there? Yeah, we've had over a 1,000 registrations okay. today, that's great. which is which is really mm. good. We're not going to leave anybody high and dry, sorry the pun, but yeah. you know we, we're certainly there to support everybody. This has caught a lot of people by surprise. It is a natural disaster. Mm. There was a little bit of that preparation time, but in some areas of the river, the water has risen seven and a half metres above pool level. So mm. where people moved their contents up to their second story, those second stories are now inundated. So yeah. you know, we've, we, we're well aware of this, the scale of this is unfolding uh, as you know as we can see what's happening as yeah. the waters recede but you're right it's going to be months before we can really understand the full impact mm. and before we can get round to everyone yeah uh, I, I was just going to add uh, while we talk about shack owners mm. it's really important to understand that there are people who have their permanent place of residence yes. their home yes in and amongst those communities. Mm. And uh, I really want to take this opportunity to assure them that they always have the highest priority because that's their home. Yeah. It's not a secondary place. And so that we're really focusing on making sure that we can, uh, as quickly as possible, return them to their home, if at all possible. Yeah. Um, but certainly, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, understanding that there are many, many premises, uh, all of which will require a lot of time to remediate. Indeed. All right. I appreciate you both coming in today. State of our state, Alex Zimmerman, Community Recovery Coordinator, and uh, Ian Overton, Professor Ian Overton, CEO, Green Industries SA. Make sure you register if you're a shack owner, and uh, we will be back with State of our state next Monday at around 11.30. Tomorrow on the show, the Premier will be in. He'll be taking your questions as well on 8223 0000 from around 9.30. Have a great Arvo. Could your tired and outdated old bathroom do with a transformation, but you don't have the time? or money for a complete redo? Bathroom Works' quick makeover process is an affordable, hassle-free way to transform your bathroom to new without retiling or replumbing. And no mess. The transformation is done in days, not weeks, and guaranteed for seven years. Call us now on 1-800-644-171 for your free information kit or get one from our website at bathroomwerx.com. Did you know that white lilies are one of the most popular type of funeral flowers? Representing peace, grace and dignity and a popular choice for a respectful, dignified service that doesn't cost the earth? SimplicityFunerals.com.au I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthyish, a podcast.